This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Reserve Collection, a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids. Rich and bold, the Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's reserve collection of oils and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I'm in private practice. I work with Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And I welcome your questions and topics of interest that you'd like to hear me weigh in on on this podcast. You can email me your questions and topics to radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. One of the things I look forward to as the weather gets warmer, and I know we're, we're just in springtime now, but summer fruits, they're just wonderful, aren't they? Peaches, nectarines, cherries, berries, watermelon, watermelon. I want to talk to you about the latest in the scientific literature. There's a review that confirms watermelon's health potential. Now, watermelon, it's delicious, it contains a lot of water, it's sweet, and it's a summer fruit, right? We all look forward to it in summertime. Those of us watching blood sugar, we have to take watermelon in smaller doses because it is quite sweet. Anyway, this is more argument for nature saying to eat your vegetables and fruits. So watermelon is a unique fruit with compounds that may have health benefits throughout the body, supporting normal cardiovascular and metabolic health. And according to a new comprehensive review of the scientific literature on watermelon, eating watermelon regularly may promote health. This research paper, authored by Britt Burton Freeman, Ph.D., and colleagues from the Illinois Institute of Technology was recently published in the journal Current Atherosclerosis Reports. Again, the journal is Current Atherosclerosis Reports. And this is coming out of the Illinois Institute of Technology. I'm bringing this to you, by the way, from worldhealth.net, which is a nice uh, resource. So research is unveiling the health-promoting potential of watermelon. 
and the current literature review provides evidence that watermelon intake and citrulline supplementation lower blood pressure in human trials. Although more research is needed, favorable effects on lipids and lipoprotein metabolism are emerging based on the data that was reviewed and reported in preclinical models. So according to the research, watermelon contains essential vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and amino acids. It also contains the amino acids citrulline and arginine. Both act as a precursor to nitric oxide, a molecule that plays a role in blood pressure regulation, lipid reduction, and glucose control. Now, you've heard on this podcast and maybe elsewhere, you know about L-arginine, L-citrulline. These are very beneficial. Because of the nitric oxide they provide, it causes vasodilation, meaning it relaxes your blood vessels so that your blood pressure can come down, can normalize, especially in those with high blood pressure. Polyphenols and carotenoids particularly lycopene, are also abundant in watermelon. People think they're only getting lycopene in tomatoes. You're also getting lycopene in watermelon. So if watermelon is a healthy part of your diet, you don't have blood sugar issues or anything else, watermelon, you know, it's a good source of lycopene for you. The nitric oxide benefits of citrulline and arginine coupled with the bioactivity of polyphenols and carotenoids like lycopene that are found in watermelon, suggests that this fruit may support normal cardiometabolic health. But Layla, watermelon has so much sugar. Yes, but you know what? I would rather have you eat watermelon than eat cake. Makes sense, right? So... Burton Freeman and colleagues reviewed the preclinical and clinical trial evidence published from the year 2000 to 2020 to assess watermelon intake and citrulline, which is a signature compound found in watermelon on cardiovascular and metabolic outcomes and to identify future directions important for establishing dietary guidance and recommendations. They explored studies related to the whole fruit as well as citrulline supplementation, focusing on key cardiometabolic risk factors. Now, more research is needed to confirm findings of the studies identified in this literature review, but this is common speak for the research, the scientific research community, that more research is needed. Yes, keep the grants coming. Okay. The invest- And of course, you want to be able to say that the research conclusions are valid and reliable. And the way to do that is with repeat research with the same outcomes that will confirm also the validity and the... Re- and the reliability of said research. So it is important for more research. The investigators concluded 
that watermelon provides a combination of nutrients and phytochemicals working across multiple mechanisms to induce biological effects. Citrulline and arginine are central to these cardiometabolic effects and polyphenols, lycopene, potassium, and magnesium contribute as well. Potassium and magnesium, critical electrolytes, electrolytes and micronutrients. Continued research is needed to determine the level of sufficient intake for clinical outcomes and will also need to be studied in a variety of populations. Research on the whole fruit and its products, like juice, is also needed to help determine <clears throat> the level of sufficient intake. The research identified additional potential benefits from watermelon consumption that warrant further research, such as body weight control, possibly through satiety mechanisms, glucose control, and brain and gut health. Low fruit intake is one of three dietary factors associated with death from cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes, as are high salt intake and they say low whole grain intake. I beg to differ with that. The, the association of fruit or low fruit intake with one of the dietary factors that they're saying associated with death from heart disease and type 2 diabetes. There are good fruits and not great fruits. The ones that are high in sugar, we have to be careful. If you do have type 2 diabetes and are having trouble with controlling your blood sugar, watermelon is not going to help you. What is going to help you is restricting your carbohydrate intake. Once your blood sugar has become more normal, you may include small and healthy amounts and portions of watermelon, provided it's not causing an increase in your blood sugar. So this is where I have to part company with what they're saying. It's not about all about the mantra, eat your fruits and vegetables needs to change. I've been saying that for years now. It needs to be eat your vegetables and some fruit. And if you've already got normal blood sugars, watermelon could be a healthy addition for you. So this bit of information on the, the L-citrulline, the L-arginine, and the lycopene in the watermelon is great news. There's also lycopene in your pink and red grapefruit. Grapefruit is a great low-sugar fruit, just like all the berries, blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, and raspberries. But you should not be eating grapefruit if you're on certain medications, like cholesterol medications, right? And certain other medications, so you always need to check. Grapefruit can interact with so many medications that they don't even serve it in hospitals. You, you will nary find a grapefruit or grapefruit juice in hospitals. All right, so that's the news on watermelon. I wanna talk to you now because March was National Nutrition Month, you saw my series of articles on how to get you to eat better. Well, there's research here, and this is from Science Daily. Research shows healthy home cooking equals a healthy mind. New research has found being confident in the kitchen is not only good for your taste buds, 
It's also good for your mental health. This is from Edith Cowan University. They found that being confident in the kitchen is good for your mental health. The study follows ECU's successful partnership with the Good Foundation and Jamie's Ministry of Food Initiative with the mobile food kitchen providing cooking classes in the community as well as the University of Perth's and Southwest campuses throughout 2016 to 2018. This is out of Australia. In total, 657 participants undertook the seven-week healthy cooking course. This is a great idea. If you find that you need to take some cooking classes, go for it. I mean, there are so many YouTubes you can watch, free things that you could do. If you want to be more in-person and hands-on, there are cooking classes. Find them. Go to them. So, at the same time, ECU Institute for Nutrition Research Academics measured the program's effect on participants' cooking confidence and self-perceived mental health, as well as their overall satisfaction around cooking and diet-related behaviors. Researchers found those who participated in the program saw significant improvements in general health, mental health, and subjective vitality immediately after the program, which remained for six months after completing the course when compared to the study's control group. So being confident in the kitchen is something. Improvements in cooking confidence, the ability to easily change eating habits, and overcome lifestyle barriers to healthy eating were also reported. The lead researcher, Dr. Joanna Rees, said the study showed the importance of diet for mental health. Quote, improving people's diet quality can be a preventive strategy to halt or slow the rise in poor mental health, obesity, and other metabolic disorders. Future health programs should continue to prioritize, to prioritize the barriers to healthy eating, such as poor food environments and time restrictions, while placing greater emphasis on the value of healthy eating via quick and easy home-cooked meals, rich in vegetables and fruits, and avoiding ultra-processed convenience foods. Now, these are things I brought up in my articles for March, National Nutrition Month, in the Intelligent Medicine Newsletter. I asked you, what is, you know, what are the obstacles that are keeping you from going into your kitchen and cooking? Is it the layout of your kitchen? Is it where your appliances are placed? Is it the lack of a good chef's knife? Is it a lack of good equipment like your food processor? Do you not have the right cutting boards? Do they need to be changed over? Do you need to plan better in your grocery shopping? This cooking more at home adds confidence because these bring things to an internal locus of control. You control the success of your health. You control whether you're going to become healthier or not. It becomes an internal locus of control rather than 
an external locus of control, which is more of a victim ideology, if I may say so. Like, oh, bad things are going to happen to me. Well, let's control the things that you can, like how you eat, looking both ways when you cross the street. This is also something in your control, right? So these are the things I'm talking about. And this can instill confidence when you're cooking your own meals. It's also a form of self-nurture and self-nourishment. So the Institute has previously found a link between eating more vegetables and fruits and improved longer-term mental health in a larger study collecting more sophisticated dietary data, implying the participants in the current study may have felt better due to improved diet. That is a fact. We know that you will have a low mood when you eat low-quality food. This is a fact. However, the study showed participants' mental health improved despite their reported diet not being found to have changed after completing the program. Also, the mental health benefits were equal among participants who were overweight or, or obese and those in a healthy weight range. This suggests a link between cooking confidence and satisfaction around cooking and mental health benefits. And really, I attribute this to accomplishment. When you're accomplishing cooking good tasting healthy meals for yourself, it's self-nurture, self-confidence, self-nourishment. It's extreme self-care. That's great. And it's an internal locus of control. You control the quality of the food that you're eating because it's what you're purchasing and how you're preparing it. Preparing it in a healthy way. That has everything to do with your confidence, right? So according to the researchers are asking, who benefits most? The study also revealed cooking remains a highly gendered task. At the start of the program, 70% of participants who identified as female claimed to be confident <clears throat> about cooking compared to just 23% of those who identified as male. But at the end of the program, cooking confidence and cooking skills were equal across both counterparts. Quote, this change in confidence could see change to the household food environment by reducing the gender bias and leading to a gender balance in home cooking, Dr. Rees said. This in turn may help to overcome some of the barriers presented by not knowing how to cook, such as easing the time constraints, which can lead to ready-made meals which are high in energy but low in nutritional value. This is another thing I brought up in one of my articles about grocery shopping, being more time efficient, you know, choose your, your day off work where you're out running other errands, right? You know, your laundry, maybe you're picking up dry cleaning, maybe you're getting other things, you're, you're, you're making repairs around your house, go to the grocery store, make a list, check it. First, check your pantry and your freezer and your refrigerator to make sure that you don't have things on your list that you already have at home. Use up what you have at home. 
If you've got a chuck roast in the freezer, take that out, thaw it out, and cook that first before you get a new chuck roast at the market that you're planning to cook, right? That's what we're talking about. And that builds your confidence. When you get your efficiency, when you remove these obstacles for yourself, it's extremely empowering. You've made the time to cook yourself good, healthy meals, and it feels good when you simply treat yourself well. The way you exercise, the way you take good care of yourself, cooking for yourself is part of that. It is self-nurture. This is important information. And I'm glad that a study is confirming that healthy home cooking equals a healthy mind. And this is coming out of Science Daily. The research is from Edith Cowan University in Perth, at University's Perth and Southwest campuses. This is coming out of Australia. And, uh, you know, this is wonderful. And this is when they followed uh, how a seven-week food literacy cooking program affects cooking confidence and mental health. Listen, if you're not confident in the kitchen because you don't know how to cook, go to YouTube first. Find some cooks that are there. There are many amateur cooks making terrific videos and professional chefs offering cooking courses. Take advantage of all of this. It's a good thing. It'll increase your confidence in the kitchen. It will lessen your barriers. It will literally shed a lot of light on how simple it can be. It's not a complicated process if you don't want it to be. It's a matter of good planning and learning your basics. So go do it. Go do it. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Ensure your immune system is operating at its peak with an innovative natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea. Future Farm's elderberry with zinc and echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility to a host of risks. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while. I use them, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturephafrm, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, elderberry with zinc and echinacea, is all natural science-based and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.